Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Wednesday, September 28th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York Tri-State. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Taylor Massetta. And I'm Noah Osborne. Let's see What's What in the Big Apple. New York City Council members are discussing a bill to lock the use of solitary confinement in city jails away for good. That's right, Noah. There's a very real chance that the use of solitary confinement in city jails will be banned. Speaker Adrian Adams spoke about the reasons for the proposed ban in a press conference this morning. Solitary confinement, which often keeps incarcerated individuals isolated in a cell barely large enough to hold a bed and toilet, can cause hallucinations panic attacks, and paranoia. The use of solitary confinement has always been polarizing. Supporters of the ban say solitary is a form of torture and does very little to mitigate violence in prisons. If anything, they think the measure worsens the issue. Supporters of solitary confinement, however, argue that any proposed ban is a bad idea because solitary is needed to keep violent offenders in control. New York City public school students have a lot on their plates. Celebrity chef Rachel Ray is hoping to make them a little tastier. Yep, New York City has recruited her to create more than 100 plant-based school lunch recipes. This stems from student complaints about some pretty yucky parts of the school lunches like stale waffles and hardly cooked chicken nuggets. The launch hopes that Rachel Ray's Chef's Council will plant the seeds for both healthier and tastier school lunches for the New York City public school students. Nature-loving New Yorkers are about to love the fall foliage even more this year, thanks to a new initiative. Governor Hochul announced a new project that will help New Yorkers get into the fall mood. New York is offering a free shuttle to the Adirondacks starting this weekend in North Hudson. Each shuttle holds 20 riders and their first come first serve. The shuttles will travel to multiple trails, including Roaring Brook Falls and Rooster Comb. This is one of many initiatives by the Adirondacks to provide sustainable recreation to New Yorkers in a safe, convenient way. Brandy Carlisle's new album, In the Canyon Haze, releases today, and she's celebrating in a special way. For one night only, IMAX is offering a live concert experience of the new album at 9 p.m. Eastern. The concert will overlook L.A.'s Laurel Canyon neighborhood during Carlisle's performance. Carlisle is excited that her fans can hear the album for the first time together. Speaking of singers, Rihanna may be doing the Super Bowl next year, but I hear it's the Yankees that have been shining bright on the diamond. We have Brian Raybacks here from WFUV Sports to tell us more. Well, Noah, I have to give you props for that intro and that play on words, and it was a night of celebration for the New York Yankees. Not only did they defeat the Toronto Blue Jays 5-2, but as a result of that win, they were able to clinch the AL East division title and secure a first-round bye in the postseason. This team has been playing really well as of late, and now they've secured their first division title since 2019. The same cannot be said for the Mets. They lose to the Marlins 6-4, to and with this loss and a Braves win, they are now back in a tie with Atlanta for that first-place spot in the NL East. New York will have another chance today to defeat Miami and maintain that first-place spot before they start that gigantic series with the Braves this weekend. So, Brian, I'm also hearing that the Giants are in a bit of a rough spot following their loss to the Cowboys on Monday. Yes, the New York Giants received some unfortunate injury news. Wide receiver Sterling Shepard has officially been diagnosed with a torn ACL, and he will miss the remainder of the 2022 season. He suffered the non-contact injury at the end of Monday night's game. Shepard is the longest-tenured Giant, but with yet another severe injury, his future in blue is uncertain. With WFUV Sports, 
I'm Brian Raybacks. Thanks, Brian. Maternal health care in New York City got a big win this year. In late August, Mayor Adams codified legislation that will be significantly improving pregnancy services for women and most significantly women of color. WFUV's Maya Sargent got the story about how this change will impact the healthcare landscape. In 2019, the New York City Department of Health released statistics that black women in the five boroughs are eight times more likely to die during pregnancy than white women. This summer, the first of its kind female-majority city council made it a priority to codify legislation. These bills will improve maternal health care in the city. Codifying legislation enshrines existing laws into state code. I spoke to Councilmember Althea Stevens, who represents District 16. She says the subpar healthcare system has left women behind. Black women have not been prioritized, and, and Black women and women's health in general isn't prioritized. And I mean, when you look at the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade, where like women have not had voices at the table as as we should have and should be, and leading those conversations. So obviously, if if women's health isn't being prioritized, and Black women who often are not protected are listened to, you know, their health is going to be even lower on the priority list. Councilmember Stevens has been an active player in the mission to enshrine this legislation into state law. As a vocal supporter to protect these bills from any unnecessary interference, she says that the new legislation will help improve health care for women. So I think that the long-term effects ultimately be about saving lives. The maternal health package, a lot of them are reporting and really and, and allowing us to get data that we've never gotten before. The data she's talking about will allow legislators to look at pregnancy details from hospitals. This means they'll be able to monitor the efficacy of natal services, including the use of doulas, to holistically improve the experience for pregnant people. Chanel Porcher is the founder of Ancient Song Doula Services. They offer doula services in collaboration with NYC hospitals. She says doulas are crucial figures for mothers because they advocate for the mother at a time when they are at their most vulnerable. The ways in which the healthcare infrastructure is set up, it's not conducive to supporting Black mothers and birthing people in equitable ways. And so we find that there's a consistent lack of the basic human rights and centering the bodily autonomy of pregnant people throughout their reproductive life course. Her mission at Ancient Song is to reestablish the healthcare framework to place the patient at the center of their reproductive choices. You know, if you are an immigrant, if you are low income, if you are um, black um, and a person of color, you may find yourself in a situation where you don't have the necessary supports in place to be able to really, truly support you in an equitable way, such as are you going to have access to Medicaid when you come in to pay for the services? The new legislation will improve accessibility of midwifery care, postpartum care and access to birth centers. A new program from NYC Health and Hospitals will also allow community-based organizations to provide doulas, offering pregnant people an additional layer of support. Councilmember Jennifer Gutierrez from District 34, another active supporter of these bills, knows how important these laws are for new mums. I got to be honest, I was really stupid about it. I was like, oh, I don't know if you need a doula because I was lucky enough to have my my husband, my partner there with me because like during COVID, they weren't allowing people to do that. And I, I felt like... All I needed was this one partner, but you need a doula um, and, and walking away from that, especially if you are having a complicated pregnancy or just a, a complicated labor. It's so important to just have someone else in the room. Gutierrez says that even though the doula services can carry a stigma, they actually have deep roots in the community. For a long time, because 
because they're seen as like, like non-medical or non-clinical. Um, it was almost, it was almost ignored. It was almost seemed like, oh, you have to be real wacky to want to work with a doula when in reality, it's such an ancestral and indigenous practice. My grandmother was a midwife, um, delivered a ton of babies in our hometown. And that means something, right? It's, it's women helping other women. Improving doula services could have long-term, wide-reaching impacts. And so I think it's I think it's doing two things. One, it's saying like, hey, Black women, we see you. Like, let's do something about it. And it's also saying like, this is a valid profession and we should be doing more to create a more of a pipeline and more opportunity for more women to take advantage of this. For Gutierrez, this legislation is an opportunity to change maternal health care entirely. Imagine a world where we can make decisions for ourselves when we are the most equipped to do that already. The New York City Council hopes to lead the rest of the country by example. Effective legislation will hopefully allow for safer, healthier and happier birthing experiences for people in New York City. I'm Maya Sargent, WFUV News. That was WFUV's Maya Sargent talking about the recent codification of the new maternal health care bills in New York City. And that's our show for today. I'm Noah Osborne. And I'm Taylor Massetta. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.